Welcome to today's program. My name is Rick Renner, and I have been waiting just for you. And not just me, but me and Denise. Denise is with me today. Honey, welcome to the program. Honey, thank you, because it is a privilege to be on this program. And Denise, we're talking about powerful women. Women are powerful. They are powerful, and they have a lot of influence. And what kind of influence they have depends on what God has done in their hearts. Women can be a blessing. <laughs> and just like men, women cannot be a blessing. That's true of all of us. But when women especially have had a touch of God in their heart, they become such a godly, powerful influence. It is amazing the power that women possess. And so far in this series, we've seen the example of Eve, who had a lot of influence and affected the entire human race. Then we saw the example of Noah's wife, and sweetheart, that one is totally amazing to me because we have the name of Noah, we have the name of his sons, we do not know the name of his wife, and we do not know the names of his sons' wives. But all of them got into agreement with their husbands. They seemed to be nameless, but in fact, because they supported their husbands, they changed human history. Think how many women are not known, but because of what they have done behind the scenes, they have saved the day. That was the case with Noah's wife. Then we saw the example of Sarah, a woman who began as a very unpleasant individual that God turned into a princess. <laughs> then we saw the example of <laughs> Jezebel. Ugh. Who would ever want to name their child Jezebel? What a horrible, horrible woman who was, by the way, a very striking and a very talented woman with a lot of influence, but she used it to destroy her husband, to destroy her sons, and to destroy the nation. Then we saw the example of Bathsheba, a woman who started out wrong, but she ended right. And that can be true of all of us. It doesn't matter what our beginning has been, we can end right. Then we saw the wonderful example of Queen Esther, the queen who surrendered. And then yesterday we saw the example of Mary, the mother of Jesus, who also was an original Pentecostal. And today we're going to go to the next woman, and this is going to be tremendous. Today we're going to be looking at Mary Magdalene. Denise, it's going to be so good. I'm excited to hear it. Me too. <laughs> hey, we're offering you the series, which is called 10 Powerful Women. By the way, if you're a man, you ought to get this because there's teaching in this that applies to all of us. But it comes in multiple formats and it comes with a great study guide. And when you read it, while you see it or while you listen to it, it really reinforces the teaching down deep inside you. And there's a lot of teaching here that you need to get in you. And we're also offering you right now the book called All the Women of the Bible, everything you wanted to know about women in the Bible, more than 400 named and unnamed women. What a resource. Please go to our website and order yours today. In fact, you can order all of this by going online or by giving us a call. And remember that when you become a partner with this ministry, you begin to do something to change someone else's life. There are people out there that do not have available to them what you have available to you. And they're crying out to God saying, God, please send somebody to me with answers from the Bible that I can trust. And we believe that that is our ministry. 
to put meat and potatoes of the Word of God on people's life that they can feast on that will strengthen their spiritual lives. Proverbs 10, 21 says, The lips of the righteous feed many. What a privilege to feed many the Word of God, but we can only do it because of partners who have partnered with our ministry by giving their gifts and their offerings to help us take this program to people all over the planet. And the moment you become a partner, we're going to welcome you into our family by sending you Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness, and my book called Life in the Combat Zone, which is dedicated to our partners. And please remember that from now until October, we're offering at a radical discount on our ministry website our new autobiography, called Unlikely. Honey, this book is amazing. It is amazing. Our faith-filled journey to the ends of the earth. Honey, we have lived quite an adventure. And so many times people ask, how did you end up where you are? What steps did you take to end up where you're living and teaching the Word of God from there to the rest of the world? Well, it's really quite a story, and it's all in this book. And this book is not just a story, Denise. It is filled with teaching from beginning to the end. We want people to know that God wants to use anyone even if they feel they are unlikely. And remember that if you need prayer, we want to hear from you. We really, really mean that. Anything that's on your heart, anything that you're facing, if you need somebody to get in agreement with you, Jesus said in Matthew 18, 19, if two of you will agree as touching anything, I'll do it. If you'll let us know how to pray for you by calling or by going online or sending us an email, we will agree with you in prayer and God will move in your life. But we'll be back in just a moment. Stay tuned for a teaching you can trust, a message that will inspire, strengthen, and equip you with vital insights and understanding from the Word of God. Here is Rick. Welcome back to the program. Today, Denise and I are going to be sharing with you about Mary Magdalene, the woman Jesus delivered from demons. So reach for your Bible. We have our Bibles. Denise, do you have your Bible? My Bible. We always use the Bible in this program. My Bible. And today we're going to open our Bibles to Luke chapter 8 and begin in verse 2. And in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, the Bible says, And certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. And in this verse, it is describing partners with Jesus' ministry. Very often we talk about partners with our ministry. Jesus had partners who financially sowed into his ministry, and in this verse they are identified. And what does the Bible tell us about them? First of all, it tells us these women with their finances ministered unto him. The word ministered is really important because in Greek it is the word diakonos and listen to what it means. This word diakonos depicts a high level servant, sophisticated and highly trained servants who served the needs of others, a servant whose primary responsibility was to serve food and to wait on tables. It pictures a waiter or a waitress who attends to the needs, wishes, and desires of his or her client, a servant who professionally pleased clients in a way that was honorable, pleasurable, 
and done in a fashion that made those being served feel as if they were nobility. Now, why is that important? Because these women did what they did with excellence. Jesus had touched their lives. And because he had touched their lives and changed them, they really believed they had a God-given responsibility, a calling to support his ministry. And they did it like high-level, specially trained servants doing everything they could to attend to the needs of Jesus, providing finances, providing help. They saw themselves as specially called to serve the table for Jesus. Isn't that amazing, Denise? Rick, I think that's for every one of us. Oh, it is. Every one of us. If we've been touched by Jesus, it's our place to serve with excellence. And there's something else. The Greek tense that is used means they did it regularly and they did it consistently. So these were not individuals who just gave occasional offerings. They were regularly giving financially into the ministry of Jesus. And in fact, look again at Luke chapter 8, verse 2 and 3. And certain women, which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities, Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils, and Joanna, the wife of Cusa, Herod's steward, and Susanna, and many others, which ministered unto him of their substance. The word substance is really important because this particular word substance describes goods, possessions, or property and implies this particular group of women were wealthy women. And the Bible says that they ministered unto him of their substance, but when you read it in Greek, it says out of their substance. And it seems to imply that they were earning money on their investments. They were earning money on their properties. And out of all of their earnings, out of their substance, out of their properties, out of their real estate, out of their investment earnings, they were sowing into the ministry of Jesus. That is amazing to me. And in Luke chapter 8, verse 2, it tells us these women had really been touched by Jesus. Listen to what it says. Certain women which had been healed of evil spirits and infirmities. This group of women had been touched by Jesus and their lives had been changed by his power. And the Bible says they had been healed now, in Greek, there are several words for healing, but Denise, this is the word therapeo. Mm. The word therapeo is where we get the word for therapy. It means to therapy someone. It is a healing touch that requires corresponding actions, and it can depict healing due to many treatments. Just like if you need physical therapy, you don't go once, you go again and again and again and again. I'm going to read to you directly from my notes. This suggests that these women had been so severely demonized and sick that although they were helped when they first came to Jesus, they had to keep coming back again and again and again until they were completely freed. And I think it's important for all of us to understand that sometimes for you to experience a full healing and a full deliverance, it requires many touches of God upon your life. And Jesus literally therapied these women. And as often as they came to him, he touched them again. When they came again, he touched them again. He touched them and touched them and therapied them and therapied them until finally they were delivered, the Bible says, from evil spirits. Wow. And the word evil spirits in Greek is amazing because it is the Greek word pneumaton, 
poneron. The word poneron is from the word poneros. Denise, this word is so terrible. This together describes destruction, disaster, harm, or dangers. The word poneros depicts that which is malicious or malignant, something that is foul, vile, hostile. It includes not only that which is dangerous to the physical body, but that which is dangerous to the spirit or to the mind. It is often used in the Septuagint version of the Old Testament to describe the actions to an individual that are damaging and hurtful. It depicts that which is wicked, unholy, and impure, and was even used to depict animals that were savage, wild, vicious, and dangerous. And so when the Bible says he healed them of evil spirits, these were not just evil spirits. These were malignant, malevolent, vicious, savage spirits that were ravaging the lives of these women. But they kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back and kept coming back. And just like you can peel layers off of an onion, Jesus therapied them and touched them and touched them until every layer of this demonic control was peeled off of their lives and they were set free. But it also says he healed them of their infirmities. And the word infirmities is the Greek word asthenia. The word asthenia is an all-encompassing term for all types of sickness and disease. It depicts those who are weak, sick, broken or infirmed in body, minds, and emotion. It is indicative of infirmities of all kinds. And Jesus therapied them of these sicknesses. Again, it is the idea of repeated actions, just like patients who visit a doctor or a therapist again and again and again. The Greeks suggest frequent visits were made to Jesus before they were finally healed and completely delivered. And my friend, if God has touched you, but you don't feel you're totally free yet, keep going again and again and again and again, because there is a therapeutic work of God's power that will over a period of time totally liberate you and change your life. Amen. Wow. And because these women, Denise, had been touched regularly and consistently by the compassionate touch of Jesus, they were so thankful that they did what they should do. They began to give into his ministry. There is not a better partner in the world than those that have been touched by a ministry. They know what that ministry has done for them and what it can do for others. And these women were so grateful for what Jesus did in their life that they wanted to help Jesus' ministry go to others, so they became partners. But Luke tells us specifically about Mary called Magdalene, out of whom went seven devils. Now, why is she called Mary Magdalene? Because there was a city toward the north area of the Sea of Galilee called Magdala, and she was from Magdala. Everyone from that city was called a Magdalene. So she was Mary of Magdala, and therefore she's called Mary the Magdalene. Now, what do we know about her? Well, many tales have been told about Mary Magdalene. Most of them have no basis in the Bible. For example, in the year 591 A.D., Pope Gregory the Great, in one of his messages leading up to Easter, inferred, inferred that possibly Mary Magdalene had been a prostitute. There's no evidence for that in the scripture, but because he was the Pope and he made that inference, it caught on. 
And from that moment forward, people talked about Mary Magdalene being the former prostitute. She was really given a black name, accused of being a prostitute, when the Bible never ever says she was a prostitute. So finally, in 1969, just about a thousand years later, the Pope finally said there's no evidence that Mary Magdalene was a prostitute. But because that story was told and told and told and told, people still think that. But you can't find that in the Bible. The only thing we really know about her past is that she was a wealthy businesswoman. We know that because of the word substance. And she had at one time had seven demons that Jesus cast out of her. This was a whole infestation of demons in her. The Bible says in Luke 8, verse 2, out of whom went seven devils. Now listen, it is a Greek word, ex erkomai. It's a compound of two words, the word ex, which is where we get the word for an exit. The word erkomai means to go. But when you compound these two words together, the phrase translated out of whom went means to make an exit, to go. It means to go out, to drive out, or even to escape, which implies Jesus put such pressure on this infestation of demons inside Mary Magdalene that finally they made an exit, and when they made their exit, they fled in horror. They escaped because Jesus was not going to stop until this woman was delivered, and that's what Jesus does. He doesn't stop until we are set free. And the Bible says they were seven devils. Now listen to this. The word devil, the Greek word daimonion, it depicts evil spirits, demons, or devils. This word could depict a person deemed insane, which implies when Jesus first met her, she may have had mental problems. In both secular and New Testament writings, it depicted those possessed with evil spirits and who suffered spirit-inflicted mental or physical infirmities. Mary was spirit-inflicted, evil spirits in her mind, in her soul, in her body. But Jesus drove them out. And the Greek word used here implies these spirits were so entrenched inside her that Jesus had to literally cast them out of her. And when he put pressure on them, they fled. And by the way, this is confirmed in Mark 16 Verse 9, let's look at that. Mark 16, verse 9 says, Now when Jesus was risen early the first day of the week, he appeared to Mary Magdalene, out of whom he cast seven devils. The word cast is the Greek word ekbalo. The word ek means out. The word balo means to throw. You can pound it two together. It means to evict, to forcibly eject, to throw out. Jesus literally cast them out of her. He evicted them from her. He drove them out of her and they fled in horror because of the pressure that Jesus was putting upon them. And when those demon spirits left, Mary from Magdala, Mary the Magdalene, was totally set free. Honey, I think that is remarkable. Awesome. Love it. But the Bible tells us a lot about Mary, tells us nothing of her deliverance except what we just read. There's not a single record in any of the Gospels that describes the event. It just tells us that she had been set free. But we know she was often present with the apostles. We know that she was present at the crucifixion. We read that 
in John 19, verse 25. We know that she was present there to help prepare the body of Jesus for burial. We read that in Matthew 27, 61, Mark 15, 47, and Luke 23, 55. And she was among the first to see the empty tomb. We read that in John 20, verse 1. And in John 20, verses 13 to 17, we read that she was among the first to see Jesus resurrected. And in John 20, verse 18, it was Mary Magdalene who came and preached to the apostles that Jesus had been raised from the dead. So technically, Mary Magdalene was the first to preach the resurrection. Is that amazing? I know. Look what God did with her life. It is amazing. This is a woman who used her life and she used her influence. And particularly, she used her finances. Well, it's right that we focus on Jesus. Say amen. We need to focus on Jesus. We talk about what Jesus did. We talk about all the lives that he changed, all the lives that he's still changing. But how about Mary Magdalene? She gave her money so we would know of Jesus. She used her substance so others could be touched. And today she is in heaven where she is living in her reward because Denise, she used her money and she used her influence in a godly way to make sure other people were helped by the ministry of Jesus. Isn't that powerful? Powerful, powerful. Women have influence. Everyone has influence. But what we have seen today is the story of a group of women who were touched regularly and consistently by the therapeutic power of God until they were totally set free. And they made a decision to use their wealth and to use their influence to make sure the message of Jesus got to others just like it had come to them. This is an example particularly of Mary Magdalene, a woman out of whom Jesus cast seven devils and who used her money and her influence to make sure the ministry of Jesus would go to others. We'll be back in just a moment, and Denise and I are going to pray for you. Women are powerful and very influential, but what kind of power and influence they have depends on what has happened inside their hearts. The Bible tells us of women like Jezebel, a woman who had no touch of God in her heart and used her influence to destroy her husband, her sons, and her nation. But the Bible also gives examples of women who were supportive, godly, helpful, and delivering. In this amazing 10-part series, 10 Powerful Women with Rick and Denise Renner, you will learn about an unnamed woman who changed history, a woman God radically changed, a woman who saved her nation, a woman who was delivered of demons by Jesus, a woman who gave her living room to Jesus, a woman preacher in the New Testament, whether you are a man or a woman, this powerful series will help you embrace who God wants you to be and is available in digital or physical format starting at just $20. In addition, we are also offering you the book, All the Women of the Bible. The world needs men and women to embrace their God-given destiny and to make a difference in the lives of those around them. This book is filled with examples of 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible, and it is amazing. We know it will be a blessing to you. This insightful book by Herbert Lockyer can be yours for just $19. Don't miss this special offer, this series, 10 Powerful Women, and the book, All the Women of the Bible. Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now. 
they will call and say, I just happened to come across this, this man and his demeanor and his, uh, he has such a peace about him. And I really like the fact that he is so versed in the Word of God, so versed in uh, what he's teaching on. You can tell he really puts the time into it. But he's also easy to listen to because, um, I, you know, Pastor Rick is operating in his gift. And within that gift, there is um, a certain circle of people that may not always follow certain teachings, whether it be on healing or the infilling of the Holy Spirit. Maybe that wasn't their background, but the way Pastor Rick's demeanor is, and because of his um, study of the Word, they take the time to listen. I've prayed with a lot of people that have been saved their whole life, been in church their whole life, and said, he makes me trust that if I call you and ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, that I'm getting something that's scriptural. And so that, that just blesses me. And then we talk to a lot of people from other countries. I, I mean, we talk to people all over the world. Some people call in and think that we're in Russia. And we're like, no, this is his stateside office. He does have a, an office in Russia. But we talk to people, I mean, I just talked to someone this morning from Norway. We talked to people from Canada. We talked to people from India. So it's not just within the United States. We're talking to people all over the world. And we're reaching the whole world from right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. It's exciting. It was a great connection for them. So many people are isolated, have been isolated, and they were fearful, and they found a place where they could be encouraged, taught, strengthened, prayed for, and people who loved on them and cared for them. My friend, we are growing as a ministry. People are responding to the teaching of the Bible. They're reaching out to us for resources, for prayer, and for ministry. And God has given us the awesome responsibility of ministering to them, and we need more space to do it. So would you please pray about becoming a part of the giving team to help with our ministry expansion project. We are so glad you've been with us today. Denise, are you enjoying these programs? Rick, I love these programs because women are powerful. Think about Mary Magdalene. She had an infestation of seven demons and Jesus set her free. Absolutely free. What a testimony. To make a difference in the kingdom of God. Well, we're offering you our brand new series called 10 Powerful Women. Mary Magdalene became a powerful woman. It is amazing. She was with Jesus during his entire ministry, the first woman to preach the resurrection. And she was a wealthy woman who used her money and her influence to make sure the ministry of Jesus went to others. She became a ministry partner. That's amazing. Anyway, order this. It's a great series. You will devour it. It comes with a study guide. And we're also offering you right now the book called All the Women of the Bible, Everything You Wanted to Know About the Women of the Bible, 400 named and unnamed women of the Bible who used their life and their influence to do a lot of wonderful things. You will just devour this. You've got to give me that book. I will when we're through with these programs. Okay, I'm waiting. And when you become a partner, we're going to send you Denise's book, The Gift of Forgiveness. And we're going to send you my book called Life in the Combat Zone. And I have to remind you because I really want you to get it from now until October 1st on our ministry website. At a radical discount, you can order our autobiography called 
unlikely, our faith-filled journey to the ends of the earth. If you're ready for your own adventure, this will help you launch out by faith. But Father, we thank you in the name of Jesus that each of us can do what we can do with what we have to influence others and to bring the message of Jesus to those who need it. We thank you for this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We'll see you tomorrow. But please remember Ecclesiastes 8.4, where the word of a king is, there is power.